Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. If you'd like to check out my website, you can easily do that by going to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. If you want to check out my video page, which is my YouTube page, go to this address, TuttleTV.com. That's TuttleTV.com. When you go to TuttleTV.com, it's going to take you directly to my YouTube page. When you get there, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell button because if you hit that bell button, it's very, very important. If you hit that bell button when you got your phone and any of that stuff on you, you'll be alerted when I go live. And when I go live on my phone, from out at the Hobo Fish Camp or any of the new uploads I put up, it'll be there if you hit that bell button. If you'd like to email me, you can easily do that, tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. All my content is free, but if you'd like to donate to the cause, you can easily do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash tuttle on the radio. Any of that money would be greatly appreciated, but if you can't, If you don't want to donate, if you want to help me out and you like the show and you want to see me grow, please share it. Tell your friends, neighbors, family, on your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever it is, tell people about my podcast. Tell them to search The Tuttle Podcast, available on the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, and Spotify. But if you want to go directly to the host page, you can do that by going to tuttle.podomatic.com. All right, trying something a little bit new. I want to start having people on as guests once a week. So if you're an expert at anything or, you know, you have an interesting story and you want to be a guest on my show, you can easily do that. Just email me, tuttle at gmail.com. Just send me a little short email. Tell me what you're about what you know, what you're an expert at, what do you want to come on as a guest, I'll talk to you. I will talk to anybody. Email me, tuttle at gmail.com. I've been on this guy's podcast quite a few times. His name is Charlie Alamo. Yes, Alamo. Charlie Alamo. He came on and I, he's going to start coming on every once in a while as a guest. And I thought we had a really, really good conversation today and I wanted to share it with you. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this interview. So I want to go to this guy that I've been talking with. I've been on his show a couple of times, Charlie Alamo. Is that right? Alamo? I feel weird because I, I feel like I'm calling you Alamo or something. No, that's correct. It is Alamo. And yes, I've been called that as well um it's <laughs> it's actually spelled like alamo except there's an i in it so it's a-l-a-i-m-o so yes that's uh, correct. that i that single i caused you a whole bunch of ridicule in school i bet just that one little i yeah usually yeah you know but i i don't know i can roll with it so as soon as you have something snappy to come back with and you start dressing them down then people are like oh shit i'm not gonna fuck with the lame mo i guess <laughs> yeah man so what have you been up to man before we get into because i you you had a couple of things you wanted to bring up uh tell people how they can find your stuff whatever you want to plug let's get that out of the way Okay, yeah, basically just check out my Facebook page. That's where I put all the links to all the shows that I've been doing. So if you just check out facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents, all my stuff is up there. And uh, yeah, it's just a one-stop click away and uh, give it a liking and tell somebody you hate about it. That's basically it, man. (laughs) So you're all the way in Montana, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm right outside of Great Falls, Montana. 
Now, did you grow up around there or like I, I and this please don't take offense to this, but like that whole area of like Montana, Wyoming, you know, I know it's a part of the United States, but it's just that part of the country. You just don't think about it a lot and you forget about it. Yeah. When I lived down in Florida, everybody thought it was a part of Canada, actually. And I was like, no, it's it's actually still part of the U.S. It was easier to get into Canada at that time because you didn't have to have a passport. You could literally just have an ID. As soon as I turned 18, that's where we went and partied up in Lethbridge and just got hammered out of our minds because you could drink there when you were 18. Yeah. Now, like, so, so like, what is Montana like? I, I mean, I'm in Central Florida. We get a lot of tourists. I think of Montana just wide open spaces, not a lot of people. Um, no, there's not a lot of people. Montana's kind of a weird state. Uh, the whole western part of it has mountains and stuff and is actually pretty sweet. And the whole eastern side of it is just a wasteland of prairies and nothing. It's like basically the beginning of the Dakotas where there's absolutely <laughs> nothing. That's what the whole eastern side of Montana is. It's just terrible. Wow. Now, how are you guys? Now, how are you guys dealing with the coronavirus, sir? Like with this whole pandemic going on? You know, here in Florida, we're we're getting some pretty good numbers right now, and I, I really haven't been paying attention to Montana. Like, where are they at? Like with the infected is it is it is it growing in montana or is it you know being sparsely populated help you guys out being sparsely populated has helped out out here i know that there was the last time i checked a couple weeks ago there was over a hundred and something cases i but a lot of it is towards the bottom of the state where people were coming in and traveling i'm a little more north so everybody's been basically landlocked here for a while so unless somebody came up here and got people sick there hasn't been too many cases around where I'm at. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting. You know, uh, it definitely makes going into town a lot more easier if that's anything, because not a lot of people are out. So now you're not one of the people that ended up losing their jobs or anything, right? No, I was one of those people that was stupid. And I actually uh, quit my job before this happened. And then I was going to get hired back on at the public radio station that I worked at. So I was in limbo when this all happened. So I missed yeah. out on all the great unemployment stuff that everybody's getting. But because I didn't make dick last year, I did uh, happen into that extra $1,200. So I'm not um, not going to say anything bad about that. Did you already get your money? Yes, I did. I got it last week. See now, I and and I I feel like this would it would be a bad thing, but I I know a lot of people are doing it, and you know I'm making a little bit of money off the podcast. I don't live an extravagant lifestyle. I don't need much. I just need some food. I don't drink anymore, so that's an expense out of the way. What I'm saying is, I was going to take that twelve hundred dollars that I was getting from the government. And while the stock prices are dog shit right now, I was going to like just put the whole thing, let it ride, man, put it all down on something. That's actually not a, a bad uh, idea. I'm actually, now that you mentioned it, I'm going to think about taking some of it and doing some of doing exactly some of that. Just let it work with, you know, work with itself a little bit, especially with the economy is only going to go up from here. It's not a bad choice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never like ever bought a stock. I mean, the only investment is a 401k I, I had when I worked with Clear Channel and Cox Communications. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of like it's not money you work for. Well, technically you work for it because you're paying out of it and your your check every time you get paid. But what I'm saying is, is that it just is kind of like free money. I was like, fuck, I might as well put it in something. If I lose it, I lose it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to take most of my money and I'm going to use it to uh, move the hell out of here as soon as things start going back to a little bit of normalcy because I can't take living in Montana anymore. I was just talking to a few buddies the other day. It's like, it's great for you guys because you like to hunt and fish. I was like, I don't. I don't do anything here. I did, I did yeah. more when I lived in the city. Now, how quickly do you, you know, because you, you see the way social media is, and I'm sure as soon as the casinos open or somebody can go place a bet, they're going to do like a TikTok or a YouTube video where they get their, their, their stimulus check with Donald Trump's name on it and, and goes and cashes it and takes that money and like puts it on black or red on a roulette table. Just to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to bet it all just on red or black. You know somebody's going to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kudos to the first person that does that, because if they wait for a paper check, good night. That's going to be a couple months <laughs> before you get that fucker. Yeah, I know. But just having the paper check makes it a little bit more real instead of looking at a number on a computer screen and no. showing that you're taking the money out. No, I agree completely with you. It, it would be way better for the bit if they use a paper check. I'm just saying you're going to have to wait a bit to do that. So maybe. Yeah. I mean, that, by that time, I don't even think casinos are going to be open, though. Who you know, who knows when they're going to actually let people in? And then are they going to do it so there's only a certain amount of people? allowed in an you know in an area or it's just going to be a whole whole different thing when we actually get rolling again oh i think it will be and and you know i was reading somewhere and and i hope i would i would hope that our our government would not bail these people out but they also bailed out a lot of like bank executives to bail them out when when they were the cause of the problem in the first place but i was hearing that some of these casinos want a goddamn bailout and i think that is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, the, they're making enough money off of all kinds of other tax breaks that they're getting. And, and they're probably not even taking, you know, I don't know. I haven't read into anything into it, but I bet that they're not taking any sort of big pay cuts in the casino type industry, especially in Vegas. Um, well, so, no, I, it's just I mean, that's just how ridiculous. Can, how can I mean, how can somebody, you know, like if you lost a couple grand and you went to the casino and said, hey, um, you know, I could really use that money. They ain't giving you that money fucking back. So why should we help them out at all? No, we shouldn't. And a lot of them well, uh, you know, part of the problem is, too, a lot of these places were in limbo anyway because they were either getting transfer of ownership because everything seems to be being bought up by a, a couple major groups. Or there are a lot of places that are under construction right now that are just kind of in limbo, too, because they they don't know when they're going to be able to come back. But, yeah, even with all that stuff going on, there's no way that they deserve any sort of bailout. Uh, again, it's just a lot of the scumbag mentality, like when all the banks got bailed out a few years back. And what did that do? It All it did was hurt the customers. It didn't. The banks yeah. just kept on rolling. They don't give a shit what happens, really. Yeah, well. I mean, that's how our, our country and our political system is set up right now. So we had discussed this about having you on once a week, and you had a couple of things you wanted to discuss that you had planned out. And I want to get to those because if I don't now with my ADHD, I will start talking to you forever and we'll never get to the stuff that you wanted to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm. I wanted to. Next time I come on here, I didn't have enough time to pull enough clips, but I want to start talking about a little history of Tuttle and play some clips and have you kind of just go over uh, what was going on at that time uh, during your life and just uh, if you recall any funny stories or memories like that. I think oh, that would be. Oh yeah, that, that would be, would that would be bad. That would be badass. And you know what's great? I I used your show open at the beginning of my podcast that is available 
right now. I use it. And I, I thought it sounded great. And it, it was like awesome to hear Ron talking about me because in, in the show intro, the voice that you hear in the, in the show intro that Charlie did for me is Ron Bennington talking about, oh, one of our greatest interns of all time. And that was great, man. Thank you. I, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the clips that I pulled. I have a few um, like that where you're actually calling in and he puts you over real well. So I was like, that's great, man. Anything like any of those yeah. drops like that are great to have. Now, I, I pitched him the idea and he was all for it. So I'm going to record it this week. But um, I talked to Ron through text a couple of nights ago. And, you know, I'm trying to do everything that I can to promote my podcast, to get the name out there. You know, I'm not making as much money right now as I was before the pandemic, but I'm growing subscribers every single day. And that will eventually generate into stuff. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really, really not stressing out about it. But I, I was texting with Ron and and I, I pitched the idea. I did this on Bubba's show. But it always had to be edited. If I give it to Ron, it can be just stone cold, whatever they say goes because they're on serious. And, you know, on Bubba's show, I used to do this bit. It was my idea. It wasn't I don't think it was their idea. I was the one that recorded it, edited it and produced it every week uh, was the Donald Trump roundtable. And what it is, is that my dad, he's in his you know early 70s. He's got a bunch of buddies here in the park and we can still do this by social distancing with each other. But I, I just record them. I'll ask them questions, like questions that I know that's going to get a Trump supporter fired up. And I just let it rip and I record it. And, you know, having older gentlemen from the South discussing Donald Trump is comedic, in my opinion. No, absolutely. I've seen some of the videos. And yes, it's absolutely that's some of the greatest content ever. Just letting them rip like that. We have a lot of older gentlemen like that up here in the neighboring towns where I like to go and visit that do the same thing. You just say one thing and they just start ripping, man. And it is hilarious. See, now a lot of people think the further north you get, the less racist you are. And 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 I got to ask you, this is a question I just popped in my head. OK, you know, the the stereotype everybody's everybody from the south is a bunch of racists mm -hmm. which i agree there's a lot of racists in the south but when i was married my wife was from new jersey and the italians up north might be <laughs> the most racist people in the world um yeah the you know i lived uh on the east coast i've lived in florida i've lived all over the place the I, I would agree with you, but I would have to say the cowboys around here, man, some of the shit kickers. That's what I was going to ask you. Are the are people are the cowboys, the country folk in Montana? Are they racist? Generally, I would say no. But there's a lot of but you is, know. Wait, but there's wait, wait, a wait. lot of bad. Is there any? Is there any black people in Montana? Yes, there is. Um, I. But you've uh, lived in Florida. Yes. I mean, compare it. Oh, Florida. Uh, I mean. Is it Florida got more African-Americans or Montana? Yes, Florida for sure. Um, there's It's very sparse, depending upon where you live. Like if you go somewhere more progressive, like a Missoula or something, which is on the rise, there's a lot more black people. There's a lot more everybody, to be honest with you. But out he here where I'm at more, it's more Native American um See, and I white. love the Indians. So, like, I would love because here in Tampa, we have that uh, Indian casino, and I've met a lot of the Indians. And 
you know, I I think they got screwed over royally. Like the shit that our government has done to the Native Americans is crazy as shit. Now, um, this is a thought that I had, Charlie, and I'll let you get back to it. Okay. You know that whole adage, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So if there's not a lot of black people in Montana, can those white people be racist if there's no other, like— person around that's not white does that make sense yeah i get what you're getting at and yes they are still racist i've ran into it all over around here um i've like i now, said are before, they racist towards indians yes are they racist towards I mean, they're indians? racist to, towards everybody really i mean i've heard every sort of uh ethnic slur that there is under the sun from them you know and i've i've always just kind of been from the mentality because i've lived everywhere that I, you know, I just don't participate in it personally, but I, I, you know, I sit there and it's whatever, you know, I'm usually the one that's like, really, why are you complaining about black people or something like that? When you live in a town where it's just all white people, you live in a town now, that's a small, are, small redneck community. Now here in Florida, you know, I'm sure we have racist like terms that we call other people. Mm-hmm. And listen, guys, I, when I talk about this in Charlie, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Just realize I'm I'm not a racist. Like I I don't care. I believe everybody should be able to live their life how they want to. I believe in less government in our nation. If you're gay, I don't care. I really don't care. And you know, Charlie, let me ask you this. If mm-hmm. a gay man, yeah, he wasn't hitting on you, was not physically touching you. If a gay man said, "Hey Charlie, you're a good-looking dude." And that was it. Yeah. Wouldn't you take that as a compliment? I have. I've had it happen, and I have taken it as a compliment. I'm not gay, but it doesn't mean you can't get a compliment. I'm I, but I'm hideous. There's, there's I, I take them where of, I can get them. There's a lot of homophobic people. Like, that would bother them if a gay man, like, said, hey, you're a good-looking dude. Yeah. I even, mean, I just, I don't get it. So, back to a roundabout way, because then this is the way that you have to do radio now, Charlie, and it's so sad. And I know probably people get tired of hearing me reset all the time. Like when I talk politics, Charlie, mm-hmm. I, I I always have to press it. I don't support Democrat, Republican, independent. You know, I don't support any of those because I think they're all crooks. So I don't want to say something bad about Donald Trump. And then people are, oh, you're a liberal. You hate Donald Trump. And that's why you're saying things bad. No, if Donald Trump does something good, I'll give him credit for it, just like any other politician. But. I'm an equal opportunity offender with this, and I got to cover my own ass when Mm -hmm. I'm about to say this. I'm going to ask you the question is, what are some of the racist slang terms in Montana compared to Florida? And me bringing these up, I'm not saying them out of a place of hate. I'm saying them as I'm trying to shine a light on the hillbilly bigot racist people that are in our country right now. Does that make sense? It, it, it sucks. You got to cover your ass like that. No, I understand completely what you're saying. And and to be honest with you, it's nothing. It's not like they're coming up with anything new. It's the same old dog and pony trick when it comes to. I, I was just interested, interested like Montana, like I've not known many Indians. Yeah. Um. Like what? What do they call like? Somebody doesn't like Native Americans. What would they call a Native American? Because I've never been around Native Americans, and I don't know. Do they have names, or they just call them Indians? I I, I don't know. No, they um 
Well, no, they don't just some, you know, it actually, it kind of depends. I never did because a lot of the people that I hung out with families were, you know, Native American and what have you. So I was always really cool with their culture and stuff. But like I said before, there's always bad apples. It doesn't matter what the color of the skin is. So I'm just like, you know, if it doesn't matter how friendly you want to be to Native Americans or Indians or whatever. Um, if you go downtown central in Great Falls, Montana around, well, not not now because there's obviously with all the bars closed and stuff. But when the bars are hopping and stuff, there's a good chance that you will get your head caved in by like six or seven of them just because you don't know. That the one person you pissed off has six brothers or eight relatives behind you that are also drinking. So it's just kind of that sort of, you know, mentality. It's the same thing with white trash, though. You don't know if you piss one cowboy off that his shit-kicking oh, friends yeah. aren't behind him. So in in that regard. But yes, it's basically... They use the same sort of derogatory terms towards black people, but throw the word prairie in front of it. Oh, uh, oh, like, like, all right, I'm going to say that, like, like, uh, like for Middle Eastern people, I've heard plenty of people in the South called Middle Easterns dune coons. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one, you know, so the prairie, I get what you're saying. Now, let me ask you this. Is the stereotype correct when it comes to Native Americans? Do they like to drink? Are they, I mean, can they put it down? Yeah, everyone's that, uh, listen, all the ones that I'm friends with, they will drink you under the goddamn table. I was just partying with one of my good friends up in uh, Lincoln uh, last weekend, practicing social distancing, which actually up there, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because they're like, we never get more than three people in a house anyway. It's like, yeah, that's kind of true. But uh, we were ha- hanging out, having some drinks, drinking some moonshine and stuff. And yeah, let me tell you that oh. they can put See, it because down. They, uh, they, the Indians, they make a lot of their own liquor on on the reservations and shit. I bet. Uh, yeah, this wasn't uh, native liquor. This came from uh, a buddy in a still, you know, uh, one of the hill jacks, if you oh, will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of that too. You know, um, one of my one of my friends who's family is native he makes his own wine and stuff but i wouldn't even really call it wine it's more like a moonshine type thing he just used like grapes and stuff i don't know it's it's crazy but the alcohol content they let it they let it simmer a long time that's probably it's probably wine but the alcohol alcohol content is like 90 percent alcohol um you while we're on alcohol you know talking about moonshine you guys don't have to worry about finding hand sanitizer out there because I think moonshine with, I think they said it has to be over 60% alcohol to be able to kill viruses and bacteria. Um, did you see the tweet that came out, uh, like a month ago where Tito's, you know, Tito's vodka, mm-hmm. they came out because people were like, Oh, I'm going to use Tito's to wash my hands. And Tito's came out and was like, Hey, uh, you can't, they, they just to cover their own ass, they had to release a statement saying our alcohol, our vodka, which everybody for some reason loves. I don't think it's because it's a great tasting liquor. I think it's another case of social media, like drawing and, and steering public opinion. Yep. Everybody, everybody was seen drinking Tito's on Twitter and Facebook. And that was like, hey, we got to drink Tito's to be goddamn cool. Um but Tito's came out and said, yeah, you can't you can't sterilize your hands because our shit's not over 60 percent uh, alcohol. And and true. This is another reason why I love Twitter and, and social media Everclear, you, you I'm sure you've drinking Everclear, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not they fun. came out and was like, hey, 
our shit is 95% and it's the cheapest fucking liquor you can ever buy. And it's the, it's the strongest. You could run your car if you needed to get a mile. It would probably blow out your carburetor and everything. But you could, you could run your car on Everclear. I just I thought it was great, but you guys up there with the moonshine, you guys are set. Oh yeah, you got to be stocked up when it's uh you know a pandemic, just in just in case, because you don't know if you'll be able to go out. Actually, all these people around here anyway, they're all practiced for everything like this. They they've been stocked up on stuff, so it really wasn't too big of um an emergency type deal where you had to run to the stores in the middle of the night and do everything like that. It was still like everywhere else though, where people are some, for some reason hoarding toilet paper, which I still don't understand. Do people got to take a lot of shits when they're at home or are they just going to gorge themselves? Why do we need excess toilet paper cleaners? I can understand, well, but I didn't understand well, the toilet I mean, paper. I really wasn't freaking out about the toilet paper. Cause listen, I didn't grow up poor, but like, you know, I was, you know, we made it. We, we had food on the table every single day. We had, the bare minimum, but you know, shit, I, I've, we've been out of toilet paper when we couldn't get it. Cause we only went to the score store when we had money, but shit, man, I've, I've ripped open magazines to wipe my ass. I've, I've done everything. So I'm not even going to really freak out that much about not being able to find toilet paper. I'll wipe my ass with the hardest, roughest, most coarse paper towels that you could think of. You just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, sometimes you do. I mean, everybody's, well, I know I have because we do a lot of camping up here and sometimes you just use whatever. So I wasn't worried about it. I just thought it was odd that everybody. No, it is odd. It is really, really odd. I I don't know what it is, but fuck it. It's crazy. Now, another question, you know, and and if I'm asking you too many questions, because I'm I'm interested in how other communities are across the country, because you know, here in Florida, we, we do a lot of different, it's just regional. It, it's, it's crazy how things are different. What is the drug scene like in, in Montana? Because here in Florida, it's, it's Oxycontin and meth. That that's the big thing. Yeah. What is the, the drug? I mean, of course they got marijuana in Montana, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would have to say meth is the number one thing. I remember when I came back here from living in, um, living in Alaska for about a year and I came back and everybody had their marijuana card and I was like, holy shit, it's fucking great. Then I came back here like four years later after living in Connecticut and I was like, oh my God, everybody's just smoking meth. It's, it's fucking all that, that type of shit is, I I just despise. I think it's ridiculous. It destroys shit. It doesn't fucking help anybody. Nobody's been ever been like, oh, you know what? I created this great album, a high on meth. No, it just doesn't happen. It's just hillbilly speed. So I don't know. Guns N' Roses did some pretty good uh, stuff on heroin, though. Yeah, I, but yeah, even even still, though, you know what I mean? Anybody who's really go back and talk to him now, they they're not going to romanticize it. You know, like one of my favorite dudes, Artie Lang, he uh, when I used to go and do his show and hang out with him a little bit, he was always telling me not to do heroin and stuff like that. I was like, no, I don't, Artie. I just smoke a little grass. He's like, just stick with it. He's like, that's the only thing that's not going to fuck you up. Yeah, man, uh, the fucking addiction, uh, the addiction is it's crazy, man. And I've never been the type of guy because I'm a recovering alcoholic. I haven't drank in a really, really long time. I'm off all my psychotropic drugs. But I get it, though. You know, I'm not one of those people that looks down on people that have an addiction problem, especially Artie, you know. 
Um, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird because some people, when they look at addiction, when they've never been around it or, or knew a friend or a family member that was on it, these people don't choose to be in that. Yeah. They initially fucking got on it. But when you're younger, you like to experiment and people do stuff and, and they get fucking hooked on it. And, I felt bad for Artie, man. I, I just, I'm never that type of guy. I, I believe everybody deserves a couple of chance. But, I mean, at, at, at some point, you got to fucking cut them off, though. Because it's 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 like a, a diseased or rotten limb, you know? You're not going to leave a rotten limb attached to your body so it can kill you the rest of the way. You cut that shit off. Yeah, I'm I'm extremely sympathetic uh, towards people with addiction, but on the same point, I'm only going to give them to a certain degree, and then you know you got to some people got to help themselves. You can't help other people out, yeah. and you got to take care of yourself as well. So if they're not willing to do that, or even you know to help out in any way themselves, then sometimes you just got to let it go, and it sucks because there's a lot of cool people. I've met a lot of nice people that ended up having addiction problems and you just got to that's what you got to do is just cut them off because it's it's not worth it. It's not going to help your mental health at all. We're all trying to get through the day at the you know, at the end of the day. So, yeah, no, it, it's it, it's crazy. So now I'm, I'm sorry to like interrogate you about Montana and stuff. It's just interesting. It's one of those like the furthest west that I've ever been uh, Las Vegas. That's the furthest west that I've ever been. So, like, is it like in the position of where Las Vegas is? Is that like south of Montana, like in direction? Like, where where is it compared to? Yeah, it is south. And um, honestly, uh, you can hop on a plane where I'm at here, and you're there in like uh, an hour and twenty or something like that. It's not it's not too far by plane. It's actually not even that far by car. I've driven there in less than a day. So, um, it's uh, now yeah. I. I wanted to talk to you about this before I let you go. Yeah. Um, the the super volcano out in Montana, uh, in Yellowstone, mm-hmm. around that area. I, I I've been reading about this for the longest time, and and you know recently you guys have had some earthquakes out there, which you know a lot of people don't think of your area having a lot of earthquakes, but they've been having that earthquakes. I've heard that the ground is actually in some places in Yellowstone pulsating it's going up and down and i you know i'm not a volcanologist or anything but i mean that right there just seems like straight up pressure being built up underneath the ground what can you tell me about that like maybe you know more because you're from around that area is that is it something we have to worry about um i don't think it's gonna blow anytime soon yeah there's definitely a lot of pressure because they warn about it each year about how they there's more and more earthquakes in montana which where it it all kind of depends on where it's at. See, the there's a kind of a fault line that runs up along the mountains. And where I grew up in Lincoln, which is north of here, it's probably about uh, an hour and 10 minutes away from here. Um, they're they're by one of the one of the um, one of the fault lines. So they actually when it earth when there is earthquakes, they actually get hit pretty hard up there. It happened about uh, a year ago and knock stuff off of shelves. I mean, like, my buddy was outside by a fire, and he's like, and I look over, and the house was swaying. It broke the foundation, or cracked the foundation on his house. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely no, it's definitely something that I've noticed a lot more in the last few years, even since I've been here for, since 2014, or, or yeah, 
uh, 15 or 14, something like that, there's definitely been noticeable uh, earthquake activity and stuff like that. So I think there's something going on. Do I think it's going to blow anytime soon? I, I honestly don't, but it, when it does... How I, do you know that, though? How do, how do you know that, though? They say every 300,000 years for that super volcano. I mean, even if you... You know, we can't keep up because we weren't recording that back back far in time for three, 300,000 years. How the fuck do we know if it's not anywhere near that time? Yeah, we, we absolutely don't. I just, I honestly don't think it's going to blow for, you know, m- maybe... Maybe in the next 20 to 30 years, that would be something that they really need to start, you know, hammering into because it could it's going to be all I got to say. How bad would it be? How bad? How bad would it be if it did explode? I mean, you live closer, so you know more than I do. Oh, we're like, how bad would it be where I'm at? We're done. And it's going to take a lot of the um, more of the West Coast out than the East. But there's going to be they say that there's going to be ash all the way. You're going to be able to uh, feel it all the way to New York because of. the mount because it like you said it's a super volcano and the way that it's positioned on the fault and all this other stuff has has to do with it so when it uh yeah when it does blow it's gonna be it's gonna definitely destroy a lot of stuff yeah i've read it's pretty scary and like we would completely not even think about coronavirus anymore if that motherfucker went off it's crazy you know because in our history of time i don't think a super volcano has ever erupted in the world i mean you get volcanoes and they're big but you know those are regular volcanoes if, if a super volcano like compare it compare it like if a volcano is bad what is a super volcano like is it fucking a hundred times a thousand times stronger well i i would think i would honestly think so because i don't know when the last one was uh, except for you know mount st helens when that blew up but i remember that wasn't a super volcano no, that was just a mountain that was just a volcano volcano but even the reach that that had with just the ash that it put out was all the way over in montana so you can imagine with this super volcano as as they like to you know as the term is it's really gonna have some power behind it so yeah it's gonna blow up a good chunk of montana for sure we're going to get wiped out because it's only a couple Yellowstones, like maybe four hours away from here. So it's definitely going to hit around this area. And then it's going to also spread down into Wyoming and, and everything else. So, yeah, it's going to yeah. who who honestly knows. And when that happens, it might trigger a fault thing. So there might be even more earthquakes that happen because of it. And all. so it's just it's not going to be a good scene, man. Now, one last thing mm-hmm. while you're talking about Yellowstone, my one of my favorite shows that's been on for a couple of years is Yellowstone stars Kevin Costner. He's the lead in it. He's got a family, a ranch in Montana near Yellowstone and a lot of people that are not in the country or cowboy flicks or movies, you got to watch this. Cause I tell people it is like the Sopranos, but with cowboys, that's exactly what it is. Have you watched it? Have you checked it out? I've seen a few episodes. I haven't watched all of it yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed what I saw. I like Kevin Costner and he's usually pretty good in a cowboy type role. So now, are there like, I mean, you know, you think of organized crime in New York. Do they have that type of stuff in Montana? Is there some of those ranchers that if you fuck with them, you might end up being buried on a mountain or, you know, just left to die somewhere? I don't I don't think. Well, yeah, honestly, I, I think you got to worry about more of just the lame person going out and doing that because I've 
shit, the town that I grew up in, a few people died up there just from bullshit. You know what I mean? And so yeah. j- uh, it's, you know, you got to watch with anything like that, especially people that have a knowledge of a big parcel of land that they own. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy to make somebody disappear out there and stuff. Hey, we're going to go on a cattle drive. Nobody knows where this guy's at. We'll take him out to ride horses. Bam. You know, so absolutely. All right, Charlie. Well, it was good talking to you, man. I want to do this on a weekly basis. I know we didn't get into a lot of the stuff or topics, but I think this is a great conversation for your first time guesting on on my uh, Tuttle Daily podcast. I, I just wanted people to get to know you more. So that's kind of why I was, you know, questioning you and interviewing you like that, because I think people want to know who you are. Uh, you're a great guy. Uh, you've interviewed me and helped me promote my stuff a couple of times on your show. How can people find you if they want to do that? Again, if you just want to check out facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents, you can always send me an email. I like to work with other shows, too. So, hey, if. You know, if you need some imaging or something like that, let me know. I loved, uh, love producing and stuff like that. So thanks again, Tuttle, for having me on. I still got uh, tons of Montana stories for the next time. So good. Yeah, I want I want some I want some like small town gossip from Montana. Like what's going on there? Like any of that stuff, any of that local news, you know, because I'm fascinated with local politics and they can be some of the dirtiest backhanded people, even more than the good the politicians on the on the national level. So any of those big stories in your area of, you know, maybe a city council guy got caught, you know, driving under the influence or got caught stealing some money. I'd like to hear that type of shit. Absolutely. I can tell you a couple stories about that next time about this sheriff when I worked at the radio station that I had to do the like police report. He was getting indicted on a bunch of charges. It was a whole whodunit. And then we still got to talk about one of these days about growing up in Lincoln because that is the town that the Unabomber was uh actually hiding out in so got a couple oh, stories about yeah, that dude i i i'm big into history so i want to hear like a dissertation on 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 the unabomber i would i would love that i would i would yes please do that next week absolutely we'll save that for the next show all right charlie thank you man have a good one thank you title